Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today we've got a crazy revenge story all about dipping a certain body part in somebody else's drink while they're away. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I influence my husband's playlist when he annoys me. This is going to be fairly short, but I think it'll still make some people giggle. Now, anyone who's been in a long-term relationship knows sometimes your partner just annoys you. It's nothing serious, you still love each other, but something still gets on your nerves. Now, my husband of 10 years likes to listen to the playlist Apple Music made for him based on his interests while working from home. He also has his Apple Music account hooked up to all the Google speakers in the house. At one point, we realized that what I listen to via the speakers sometimes shows up on his list, but also random stuff none of us listen to. So now whenever he gets on my nerves or I'm mad at him, I will play the most unhinged crap music via one of the speakers on the low volume for hours so that Apple's algorithm thinks he's interested in it and will mix it into his playlist. It annoys him, and so far he hasn't figured out it's me because of course this doesn't happen directly after we bicker. It probably shouldn't bring me as much joy as it does. And for anyone who doesn't have a sense of humor, rest assured I love this man to pieces and it's not that serious. Now I don't know if I'm the odd man out here, but I think it should be darn near a war crime to mess with somebody's music algorithm. If you love music and you love exploring it, you want to have all that stuff that the algorithm is suggesting to you to try out. You don't want it getting mixed in with Aqua's Barbie Girl or something. Although high key, it kind of is a good song though, I'm not gonna lie. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, accuse me of stealing? Lose your sanity. My roomie drinks a blend of chocolate powder in his milk daily, and I've had a spoonful or two once in a while when he offered it. Around last Christmas, he accused me of taking some by myself and not telling him because the choco powder level seemed a little low. I explained to him that I've never taken any unless he's offered. He asked me the same question a little after New Year's again, and a third time a few days after that. I was so annoyed that I bought a large packet of that choco powder and I hid it in my closet. Since I sleep much later than he does, every night I put a scoop of powder from my secret bottle into his, hence replacing the daily dose he's consumed. So for the past five odd months, the level of powder in the bottle has remained the same. And even though he hasn't mentioned anything, it's very fun to watch him feel annoyed once in a while at the lack of depleting levels of powder in his bottle. What I love about this is OP can totally rip him to shreds for this. OP can say, what happened to all those times you kept accusing me of stealing some? Now what, you're going to accuse me of putting more back? This guy's going to be questioning whether or not he's actually been drinking it or like using enough. If I were in that guy's position, I'd start freaking out that I have some form of like dementia or something. Like how do you explain the endless choco powder? Our next story is Manspreader Revenge. Years ago, I was sitting on a bus. We picked up a bunch of passengers, one of which sat next to me on my right. I am a man, but always careful to keep my legs within my own space. This young man sits down and immediately spreads right into my space, pressing his calf right against mine. 
I'm a stubborn jerk with absolutely no problem letting things get awkward and uncomfortable. We sat with our calves pressed against each other for about 30 minutes before he gave up and moved his leg into his own space again. Without even a second of hesitation, I moved my calf right back up against his and left it there until he moved again. This is definitely a weird game of chicken, although considering they let their leg sit against OP's leg for 30 minutes, I'm not even really sure if they were actually uncomfortable to begin with. I mean, that's a long amount of time. This next story is Karen vs. Baby, Baby Wins. This happened when our oldest, now in her 20s, was a baby. I was laid off from my job two days before I gave birth to our first child. Believe me when I tell you it was financially rough, but the five months that I had at home with her were pretty awesome. I breastfed both of our children, this is not a pro or con breastfeeding post so don't come for me, and felt that as long as I was covered, I could feed my child anywhere I wanted to. I breastfed in malls, restaurants, church, doctor's offices, you name it. And yes, this isn't the only Karen story I have about breastfeeding, but this is one of the funniest. So picture it. It's a beautiful fall afternoon and my daughter and I have headed to the park to go for a walk, but just as we arrive, my daughter decided that she was a little peckish. I pulled her out of her car seat, climbed into the passenger seat, rolled down the windows and started feeding my kid. This wasn't the first time I'd found myself in the car feeding my kid, so I had a stack of magazines that I would pull out to thumb through while my kid ate. I should mention that my kid was a sipper, so breastfeeding took a minute. Now, I'd parked my van so the front was facing a copse of trees. To see in my window, you had to walk over to the van. I was trying to be respectful and park in the shade. Okay, mostly the shade part. We had been sitting there for a while before I hear, hem outside my window. I look up and there's this stern woman glaring at us. The woman, let's just call her Karen, proceeds to tell me that I'm sexually assaulting my child by breastfeeding her. Say what now? I was completely stunned. And as I was trying to come up with a response, my daughter pulls herself off my breast and blows a raspberry at Karen. My daughter wasn't making a comment, she was just trying to clean out the extra milk in her mouth. But it was funny as heck to see this woman's shocked face when my kid basically spit at her for insulting her mom. I don't remember exactly what I said after that. It was probably something along the lines of what she said. But I do remember laughing my butt off as Karen walked away. Don't come for my kid. She'll get you every time. I feel like this entitled lady lives on a different planet. Was she created in a laboratory? Breastfeeding is literally the most natural thing ever. If you went to that Entitled Karen's home, opened their refrigerator and saw milk in their fridge, then they deserve endless shame on a public forum. Because you cannot complain about breastfeeding, calling that assaulting, and then drink cow's milk. Imagine implying that our evolution that took place over millions and millions of years was actually just driving us to assault. Our next story is Micromanaging Boss. About two years ago, I had this boss who was a typical micromanager, would time how long you took in the toilet, wouldn't let you say hello to your coworkers in the morning, denied me annual leave while complaining that I had too much leave stockpiled, called me nonstop on the one day I did have off and got upset because I wouldn't answer my phone, forced hugs on me when I'm not a hugger, etc, etc. I was thankful when she got moved on to a different apartment. Well, this week I finally got my petty revenge. I ran into an old family friend this week out socially, and turns out old boss had applied to work for them. I didn't lie when asked what they were like as a manager. 
just explain my experience with them. Family friend is now not hiring them, and I don't feel bad. I mean, yeah, this is how it goes. You burn your bridges in the workplace. You're definitely not going to have any rebounds in a similar situation. I think it would honestly be weird if OP didn't tell the truth. Our next story is, coworker tried to get me fired, and it backfired on him. Alright, so I, 28-year-old female, used to work as a custodian at a fitness center with this dude, 43-year-old male. Let's call him Moby. Sorry for the long post, I've been steamed about this for years and wanted to get it all off my chest. Moby had beef with pretty much everyone, not just those on the cleaning crew. His main thing was going to complain to supervisors about coworkers, but most of these claims were inflated and exaggerated. At first, I had no idea he would do this at all. Every day, Moby would go out of his way to be friendly to me, strike up conversations, compliment my baking when I'd bring in treats, and was a generally pleasant guy, if a bit too friendly. He tended to bring up the subject of dating a lot and how tough it was for him. He was balding, morbidly obese, lived with his mother, didn't have much in the way of money, and I, along with a few others, got the vibe he wasn't too happy to hear I was seeing someone. Still, he never crossed a line and I thought we were cool. After a few months where my shift changed and I came back to work my usual hours with him, Moby had done a complete 180. He essentially gave me the cold shoulder and he seemed to be avoiding me. I figured something happened while I was gone and he was having a rough time, except he was still acting normally with everyone else at our job. I brush it off and go about work. We get a new supervisor. About three months later, I'm talking to my other coworker, let's call him Dave. Dave works the exact same shift as us and we're talking about Moby. I don't like to pry, but his cold shoulder behavior is making it hard to work with him. I asked Dave if something happened while I was away or if I said something to offend Moby without realizing. Well, as it turns out, Dave tells me that he, a few select coworkers, and most of our higher ups have heard from Moby that I'm a lazy, good for nothing who takes two hour breaks at a time and he has to do most of the cleaning. He also demanded I be fired multiple times. From the first day our new supervisor had set foot in the center, he had been telling him lies. Dave thought I knew already. Moby was even telling lies to people who come to work out, literally gossiping about me to patrons for months and basically trying to turn everyone there against me and urging them to make complaints themselves. My jaw drops. Not only is none of this true, but I was the one who had to pick up the slack for Moby and was even asked to clean areas he was supposed to because he wasn't doing his job. I found this out later and would have refused if I'd known I was taking on extra responsibilities. The general consensus is they should have fired him years ago. Not long after this, I talked to my supervisor. He says Moby has in fact been talking to him and gave him an ultimatum. Either I go or he does. My supervisor is getting sick of it and flat out says there's no way he would choose Moby over me and in the few months he's been here, I've basically proven myself to be the best employee there. I mention everything else Dave has told me. Eventually, Moby gets called into a meeting about his conducts and gets written up. To this day, I don't know why he was gunning for me to be fired. Dave thinks he was mad I'd gotten engaged and being recognized for my work, but I don't know for sure. I just knew I wasn't satisfied with the outcome. I know I could have let it go and turned the other cheek, but I felt so hurt and betrayed, I wanted to pay him back with more than a little reprimanding from our boss. Following the meeting, I ended up having to take multiple shifts that week. It's worth mentioning at this point that I'm acquainted with pretty much everyone and to toot my own horn a bit, they all have a generally positive opinion of me. 
custodians, trainers, front desk, even people who work in the pool and building maintenance, etc., and the higher-ups to boot, or at least appreciate my work ethic, that I'm always willing to lend a hand or an ear and share my baking hobby. I say this because the rest of the week when I chit-chat with my coworkers, I end up bringing up the whole fiasco with Moby. Keep in mind, he's already made some enemies, but this is the final straw. Word gets around and most of our co-workers are shocked and appalled he would go so far to make me out like a lazy bum and get me fired. By the end of the month, Moby has essentially become a pariah in part, because he's still talking crap about me, but not to the patrons or managers anymore, and no one is having it. I hear about Moby getting shut down, chewed out, and told to shut up on my behalf. So I basically do the exact thing Moby was trying to do to me, Though, to be fair, most of it he did to himself anyway. Yeah, I definitely get the vibe that there was some creepy underlying behaviors or interests involved in this. It was definitely unfair to OP, I'm just glad that everybody else saw it for what it was and didn't buy into the Kool-Aid that this guy was sloshing around. This next story is Outpranked a Prankster. During a work break, I went to the canteen and got my drink out of the fridge. It tasted rank. One of my colleagues laughed and when I pressed him, he explained that Sally had added salt to it because she thought it would be funny. No big deal, but I don't like to be outdone, so it was time for a plan. A few days later, I bumped into Sally and told her about my drink. Before she had a chance to laugh, I went on to explain that I was allergic to salt and that I had to take a trip to the hospital for an injection to reduce the allergy. She started to look suspicious so I reassured her that it happens quite often. It isn't a big deal, but it's very inconvenient and unfair for the hospital staff to have to deal with it. She apologized profusely and looked very sheepish as she left. A week later, she came up to me looking a bit angry and said, Humans can't be allergic to salt, can they? I laughed a bit when I said no. Obviously, I don't think you could actually be allergic to salt because you kind of need it to survive. But I was curious so I googled it a little bit and apparently salt can like apparently cause allergies on its own. Like a lot of rashes or dermatitis type stuff might apparently be linked to salt, I don't know. Our next story is, just pick it off sweetie. This actually happened many years ago now, but I was dining at a restaurant with friends around 9ish in the evening. Not a fancy restaurant by any means, but an affordable delicious option that's always open late. It wasn't busy and there was one very bored waitress who looked to be in her 40s. She put on a perky face and took our orders. Being a picky eater, I asked for a burger with no lettuce or tomato. I'd ordered the exact thing dozens of times before with no real issues, but something was off about this waitress. It comes with the lettuce and tomato, honey, she said, like I was stupid. Yeah, I laughed, thinking that she was just teasing me at first. I just want the cheese, though. It just comes like that, that's how we make it. With lettuce and tomato, she said in a matter-of-fact way. I looked at my friends for some sort of help and only received dumbfounded looks in return. Um, I said as nicely as I could. Would you just leave the lettuce and tomato off? I was waiting for her to understand, but she acted like I was speaking nonsense. Sorry, but that's just how we make it, she replied, clearly annoyed now. But if you don't like it, just pick it off, sweetie. She finished taking our orders while I sat there stunned. 
Picking off lettuce and tomato is easy enough, sure, but on rare occasions that the restaurant had forgotten to leave it off for me in the past, it usually left the bun soggy and tasting of the toppings I disliked, hence why I asked for it to not be assembled that way. And I did everything I could, in my very confused state of mind, to be polite to this woman, especially because I started to wonder if she was, one, on drugs, two, freaking with me to win a bet. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Or three, profoundly stupid. I did end up receiving a burger with lettuce and tomato, surprise, surprise, and the bun was soaked by the questionable looking piled on tomatoes. It even looked like they had managed to even add more toppings than usual, and I wondered what I ever could have done to the strange waitress to make her freak with my hunger like that. Did I hurt her in a past life? I asked if I could at least get a fresh burger bun because it was so watery, and she just looked at me, exasperated, and said, This again? Just pick it off, it's fine. I never made a scene, I never asked to speak to a manager, and I ate my fries and the parts of the burger I liked. I honestly don't really like confrontation, but I did get a bit of petty revenge in the end. On the table, I left her the oldest, dirtiest $1 bill from my friend's wallet as a tip because you should always tip your servers. But I put the lettuce and tomato on top of that nasty dollar bill with a note saying, just pick it off, sweetie. I wish I could have seen her face. I don't know if this was one of those establishments where they're all like elitist about they have to be the way the chefs make them. This is our homegrown menu and you can't enjoy it any other way. Or if this waitress just did not get the concept of nixing a few of the ingredients that people request. I don't know if they tried to consider themselves too high class for that, but yeah, it was pretty terrible service. I mean, I might have straight up just not even have left a tip if they treated me like that. Doesn't matter how many times they called me sweetie. Our next story is, refuse me a ride? Lose double fares. I'm from India, we have multiple modes of public transport. But along with your regular Uber, taxi, buses, trains, and others, we also have rickshaws or auto rickshaw as we call them. Rickshaws are three-wheeler taxi services. They're supposed to be cheaper than taxi, but most of these guys are very problematic to deal with. Here's how it goes. You flag them down, tell them your destination, and they will simply refuse. Or will refuse to go by the meter and quote a high amount of money, 
Either way, it's a pain to deal with. There's a rickshaw stand outside my house. Today, I asked one of them if he would go to my destination, a place called Andari. He agreed. I get inside the rick, and he suddenly announced I won't go to the Andari. I said, why not? He replied, I don't want to go. I don't want to deal with the traffic. I got pissed off. I was in a hurry to get to work. Luckily, there was another rickshaw right behind. I got in that one. Just then, a couple came along asking for a ride to the mall. The first guy who refused me said yes to them, but before they could accept it, I said, hey, I'm off to the same place. Let's split the cost. The couple happily agreed. They got in with me. They paid me their share, which I handed off to the rickshaw driver, and I paid the driver my full amount as well. The second guy earned money from two fares for the cost of one, and the first guy lost both. For a long time, rickshaw drivers have been being complete jerks to us. I guess now they'll see that we can be petty too. I mean, this whole thing just sounds like such a pain in the butt. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it makes me feel better about paying these horrendous Uber fees. I mean, at least in most situations, it just works. Our next story is when nature calls. I walk into a Speedway gas station to use the bathroom. There's a sign that says, ask staff for key. I go to the front and ask the guy. He smiles ear to ear and says, uh, it's out of order. There are two unisex bathroom doors, by the way. I ask him, oh man, I really, really have to go. Where do you go, across the street? He says, I don't know, dude, just use a tree or some crap. I go back to my car, pee in a big jug, filled it up good like two minutes of peeing. I hop out my car, look at him in the eyes from the window, and pour it all out in the trash can they have at the front of the store. Don't deny people the ability to pee. So I definitely understand where OP's coming from. At the same time, all you have to do is experience one person who has this vengeance moment for no reason and decides to turn the bathroom into a Jackson Pollock painting before you just almost don't want to give the key to anybody. I don't know what the rules are, but maybe that person has to clean the bathroom if they let anybody use it, and maybe that's what they're especially trying to avoid. This next story is Boss Serves Revenge. This story is about two of my colleagues and my boss. The first colleague is a creep. Let's call him male, late 20s, Dave. The second colleague is an absolute angel. One of the sweetest ladies I've worked with and very pretty. Let's call her female, 35, Angela. Then there's the boss. Let's call him male, 60-ish, Roger. I work in an office with about 30 other people. It's getting quite warm, so everyone's in their summer wardrobe. Angela is wearing a very tasteful, work-appropriate summer dress. Dave keeps staring and leering at her, which makes her uncomfortable, so she asks him what he's playing at, why he keeps staring at her, and he says that she's displaying herself, flaunting her chest around the office and distracting everyone, and she needs to dress more formally. As it happens, the boss's door is open and the boss is standing in the doorway listening to the whole conversation. Then after Dave's lady comment, he asks them both to come into his office. In they go. The door remains open and everyone in the office is silent, straining to hear what's going on. From my seat, I reckon I had the best view in the room, as my desk is virtually in front of Roger's office. This is what we hear and see. Roger asks Dave to repeat his comments, which Dave duly does, only with more details and some embellishments. When he'd finished, Roger looks at Angela, looks her up and down, while wearing a concerned expression. He turns his attention back to Dave and says, and I quote, David, 
If you're distracted by Angela's clothes or figure, then perhaps it's, well, it's your problem. Perhaps, therefore, if you cannot concentrate on your work and are so easily distracted by a female colleague, then maybe this isn't the right environment for you. So if you choose to resign on this basis, I'll understand. Dave had nothing to say but a mumbled apology. He couldn't even blame Angela again. I don't think he'll last. This dude is so creepy. The fact that he would say that and then get pulled into the boss's office and double down? I mean, obviously, I'm guessing the boss doesn't want to fire them. You know, I don't know if they're going to get like any kind of severance or unemployment off of that and you don't want to give a creep that kind of benefit. Maybe the best way to do it is to just kind of pressure them to leave on their own volition. Don't reward the creepo. This next story is, dip your junk in my drink while I'm away. This happened a few years ago. I used to play pool for a pub team and my nephew wanted to join. He was 19 at the time. So a few of us would show up a few hours early at the pub to get a good few games in to sharpen up, ready for our league game. There was about five or six of us in the pool room at the time. I had just bought a fresh pint of Pepsi, don't drink and I work at night, and decided to nip off to the toilet. So my nephew decides he wants to dip his junk into my drink. Now I have a nose for when someone tries to play a prank on me and knew something was up as everyone went silent and one or two were smirking. I look at my mate as I pick my drink up and he shakes his head slightly. I pipe up, okay, who has freaked with my drink? The lads start laughing. Johnny says in my ear it was my nephew and did not drink it. After a bit of pressing he tells me what he did, so I remind him that I may be fat like an elephant, but like an elephant I never forget and you will. I'm chubby by the way, not fat. Cue a fortnight later and the nephew strolls in with a large bottle of Energizer energy drink, puts it down by the pool table, and disappears to the toilets. Cue my revenge. I grab the bottle and disappear behind the pool table, whip my trousers and pants down, and rub the bottleneck between the cheeks of my you-know-what. I had showered after getting home from work, and the pub was hot so I was a little sweaty, popped the top back on and pulled my trousers back up and put the bottle back just in the nick of time. Nephew walks in, opens the bottle, puts his lips around the neck of the bottle and downs the lot. Both me and Johnny laughed so hard as he did it, the nephew then asked what we were laughing at, to which I reminded him of me telling him he would forget, and also asked how my butt tasted. To this day, he has never tried to pull another prank on me. I don't want to hear anybody out there saying, oh boys will be boys. None of that, these are just the guys hanging out. I've hung out with my pals plenty of time, hung out at their places overnights and stuff. None of this has ever happened. Our next story is, why bother getting engaged? This happened about 12 years ago. I was attending my family reunion with about 400 members in attendance. My dad's girlfriend dropped the bomb that they got engaged with no warning. My dad's fiance was very rude to my brothers and I since we met her and was very petty. My family also didn't like her. Here's the kicker though, my dad made my mom sign a prenup because he had a good paying job. When my mom filed for divorce 5 years prior to this family reunion, she ended up having way more than him and he was dragging out the divorce to get alimony. The fiancé saw that she finally won my dad because she was the one mistress that got a ring. Anyway, throughout the day, the fiancé would goad me into commenting on her ring or engagement but I wouldn't because I knew I couldn't say anything nice. 
She knew I was upset. My dad hadn't asked us if we liked her enough to support an engagement, so she wanted to twist my words to get me in trouble. She did this often, and it would result in me being emotionally, verbally, and often physically injured by my dad. By the end of the day, I was exhausted being basically chased and incriminated. To be honest, I had more patience as a 13-year-old than I do at 25. Here's where I got revenge for myself and my mom, who was trapped in the never-ending divorce. She confronted me and told me that I was rude for not telling her congratulations and asking why I had no manners. I looked right at her in front of a group of my aunts and said, I don't know why he bothered proposing. He won't sign the divorce papers with my mom. I can't remember what happened immediately after that because I truly believed I wouldn't live to see the next hour, but I did. My idiot dad had the unsigned divorce papers in his truck at the reunion and the fiancé found them. She ran around the most dangerous part of town screaming her head off. My grandma had to track her down and drag her to the car by the hair. I sat in the backyard with my cousins getting eaten by mosquitoes while I heard my grandma, great-grandma, and aunt threaten my now stepmom that if she stepped out of line and embarrassed them again in their town, it would be the last thing she ever did. She left me alone after that, and I secured my mom's divorce that summer. I'm glad OP spoke up because honestly, this dude needed to be exposed for what they were doing. Obviously, I agree that whole thing went on way too long, and... They didn't deserve to get away with trying to keep it under wraps either. This next story is, I got revenge on a cheating man. First time posting, but man, I wanted to get it off my chest. I was dating a guy who had a girlfriend. We met, hooked up, everything. I was convinced he was single as we met on a dating app, and when we spoke more, there was no indication of him having a girlfriend. Until one day, he breaks the news to me when I question why we aren't starting a relationship. He admits she's waiting for him abroad, and he really desired sex while she was gone. I was so pissed off because I had a crush on him, but I also pitied the other woman because I've been in her spot before. And then I began to plan. No way in heck am I going to let someone get away with this. Whenever we met, I'd pretend to be asleep, cuddling him, and he'd go on his phone. When he texted her, I got a glimpse of the screen enough to see her face, since it was a background of their DM. Each time we met, I got photos with him too, even more intimate ones, and I just gathered as much evidence as I could, texts, photos, anything. One time he quickly went to pee before hooking up and he left his phone open on their chat. I checked her username and wrote it on my phone notes. After I went home, I typed her in and there she was. I sent her and told her everything. That her boyfriend of two years is hooking up with women here and using multiple dating apps and I pleaded with her to find someone else. She doesn't deserve to have waited six months for someone who's doing this. I backed it up with the pictures since I knew she probably thought he was some saint. Her response broke my heart because I could see she was evidently affected and bothered by seeing our pictures, though she ultimately thanked me. A few days later, I see him message me and I ignore it and block him on everything. Man, that felt good. In a situation like this, if you can reach out to that girl that he's cheating on, you do have a moral obligation to reach out to her and inform her of what's going on, right? Like, you would be a huge jerk if you didn't try to at least reach out and let her know, right? Or do you think that it's fair if somebody says, okay, you know what, I don't want any part of this, and just dips out of the whole thing altogether? I'd like to know what you guys think. But with that being said... 
That's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 